to Into the Time Vortex podcast. My name is Ken, Jeff, Julia, Scott, and this time we're talking about another classic Doctor Who episode, Mark of the Ronnie, which was with Colin Baker and Nicole O'Brien as Perry, and it was 1985. And uh, this episode um, features the first appearance and the best appearance of the Ronnie, by far. <laughs> And uh, it also features a master by Anthony Angley, who's um, who's not as annoying as usual. So, anyways, so what do we think of it? I don't hate it. I find it, you know, I enjoy it as a guilty pleasure. But you know, it's it's a typical Pip and Jane Baker story, which just you know they're not they weren't the best. But for some reason, John Nathan Turner loved them. So, because <laughs> they could do return a good. script on time and then under budget. Yeah. I didn't, and didn't give him any like back it. talk. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. There were more things wrong with it than there were right with it. <laughs> um, I cherry pick the things that I like and dislike about it, and I mean overall, kind of like it. It's not one of my favorites. Um, one of the ones I probably least am likely to watch when I'm going back and watching Classic Who, but I, there there are some elements of it that I thought were kind of cool. So we can elaborate on that as we go on. I mean, I thought the some of the music was good. Um, some of the atmosphere was was okay. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the Ronnie. I thought she was okay. Um, in this one. I think my I remember liking her when she first came out, but I mean, it gets tainted when you see her in the next ep episode that she's in, where it's not good. Yeah, and, and then we won't go there <laughs> for a while. We may never. Well, maybe we will. Well, we we'll, eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll. Maybe we will review all the really bad episodes, and then um, we could do a podcast of just the oh worst. God. We could do the underwater madness. See, we're gonna. <laughs> you, you're watching the episodes that we don't have a major problem with. Wait until we pick the ones that are really bad. You're gonna be bad by you're by, by classic like, standards. <laughs> <laughs> like underworld. We might like them actually. <laughs> underworld. Yeah. No, that's not that bad. Oh, uh, yeah. This is worse than I remember it. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I was kind of half paying attention to it. I watched the last part of it. Um, I was supporting Colin Baker when he was the Doctor, and I like Perry, but you do. Yeah, I yeah. Like Perry too. Oh my God, she's so annoying. She can well, be annoying when you when you watch like documentaries about the making of the shows, and you see her now. Like she, she has hasn't seemed to age. No, she hasn't. A day, and she speaks in her normal English accent, and which works so much better because I think in this episode, she's got that Stupid awful dress that's <laughs> like up to her neck, and it sounds like she's got a cold or something. Her outfits are horrible. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why was she dressed like that? That's because they were going John to Nathan the 1800s to Kew Gardens. I don't think they the had Hugh yellow. Die in clothing at that point. I think that's anachronistic. But oh, well, then there's the doctor's costume too. Oh, and that costume. Jeez. <laughs> but they were going somewhere else, right? I don't know. Yeah, they were going to Kew Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. In uh, London and in the 1800s, uh, in the Victorian she, age. She wouldn't have had slashed sleeves, and her skirts would not have been that short if she was anywhere in the 1800s. And she would have had to have like her head covered mm -hmm. <laughs> with a hat or something. She would have had to have a hat. But um. 
I, I was talking about this earlier, and, and I, I won't go off on this too much, but it was it was apparent that John Nathan Turner was trying to market towards an American audience, so he figured, oh, we'll make an American companion. But she's not... I mean, I've seen her in Black Adder and a bunch of other things. <laughs> she's great. She's great to that laugh. <laughs> she just does not do the American accent that well, in the same way that a lot of she Americans don't do English accents. More or less accents. loses the accent in Trial of a Time Lord. Yeah. It's more of a... Although, one thing, one positive thing I can say about Perry, and you'll, maybe you'll see this, maybe not, but in Mind Warp, she has the best, can I spoiler? Best death scene <laughs> ever. Yeah, I, I was like, my mouth was open on that death scene, because I was like, I don't know if I had heard about it beforehand. I didn't, I didn't I think I had heard something, and then when I watched it, I'm like, wow, wait a minute, I'm not going to do that. Either. And then in the end, well, <laughs> we're not going to go into trial at the time. Someone hasn't seen it They haven't it seen those yet. Um, okay. So, Stephen Moffat took over and said, we, I can't have anyone die, and so, anyways. So, why, why is the doctor so rude to Perry all the time? Because they wanted to make his doctor more like William Hartnell, where he was always kind of grumpy and, and everything, and that's just, that's just... He was he's, the doctor's like that toward everyone. Pretty yeah, much. and Davison, his doctor was just the opposite. Was really nice. He was like the kind doctor. So yeah, they had to revert to something more brusque. But he mellows out towards the end. I mean, yeah, for, for a long. And and he was it was even mentioned in some of the um, DVD extras when they interviewed Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant that he was not really happy with that characterization of the doctor, like in regards to his interactions with her, um, and he much preferred, like, his second season with her, where they soften up and they become pals, or, and or like they're not, like, bickering like, you know, like an old married couple. Or like the way they do it on Big Finish now. Yeah. In, in, in the first episode, the doctor has a regeneration problem, and he tries to kill her a couple of times, and so... Um, they, they, at the end, he was in that episode. He was he said it like right at the end. He says, "I just want to remind you that I'm an alien and I act very, very Different. rudely, yeah. basically. And you know, you know, I'm the doctor. Uh, like it or not, like it or not, <laughs> or whatever. And they you know, zoom right in on his face and almost like to the audience saying, "This is what it's going to be now. We're going to." On the like it and lump it. <laughs> and people didn't like it, and so they got rid of it. Michael Grade didn't like it. <laughs> no, he did not. It's like, well, I'm not going to take it. How's that? But um, um, can I, I want to make a comment about something you said earlier about the atmosphere and the music. I thought the intro, I thought it was re filmed really well, like where it was, it was sort of slow-paced and just setting the scene. And the music wasn't synthesizers. I mean, it was more like classical instruments, and um, I thought that was really effective. Well, I didn't. I'm not somebody who really pays a lot of attention to the music unless it's over the top and or you know telegraphing what's going to happen. And so I didn't find the music obtrusive in this at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it fit. I thought the Yorkshire accents were horrible, <laughs> just horrible. And I'm not from Yorkshire, you know, but I could tell that they were all just... The only guy I thought who did a really good job was the Lord... What was this? Ravenstone or Ravencraft or whatever his name was? Yeah. The guy who was sort of hosting the yeah. meeting of Faraday and Stevenson. Lord Ravensworth. Ravensworth. Okay, I knew there was a raven in there somewhere. I thought he was good. I liked yeah. that actor. 
whoever was playing him, seemed the most natural of all of them, including the Doctor and Perry. Yeah. I always wondered, why was the Master in the story? It could have just been a, just the Doctor against the Ronnie. It's like they... Th- it's like Jane, John Nathan turns says, "Oh, we have to have a master's story this season." Yeah, it was kind of superfluous because I don't think he really could. It was needed in this one. Well, what would you think of Anthony Inley? Because he he's not. I guess you either like him or you don't or whatever. But he was very toned down in this episode. Yeah. He's kind of in the background, just kind of making comments here and there. Yeah, I didn't really. Um, he didn't leave much of an impression on me. He looks a lot like the other guy. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was the same guy until you said the other guy died. Okay. So. I thought it was interesting that, you know, he's always trying to foil the doctor. And then he's trying to foil the Ronnie as well, because not for the good of, you know, not to save people, not for, you know, good reasons, but because he wants to try to gain something from her. So when he takes the bot, like the bottle of the. The brain file. The, 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 uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, hormone, sleep hormone thing. And he's like. You'll get this back when you do. Blah, blah, blah. He kept threatening her with that too. I thought that yeah. was lame. She's well, like, well, you know what? Go ahead and drop it. I'll make. I'll kill some more humans. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most the pinnacle moments in this episode, probably of all of Doctor Who, is when. The one character gets turned into a tree. Luke. Luke gets turned into a tree, and then um, he's able to save Perry by. Um, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, the fake oh, tree. Don't worry, the tree won't hurt you. I mean, that's worse. Where is Luke? Well, he, was he saved tree. you. The, 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 but I like the fact that the landmines turn you into trees. That's kind of clever. But I mean, the tree looked so bad. I mean, and it reached out. And you knew you could tell before you moved that 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 stump was going to be like, no, don't step on the landmine, Barry. <laughs> you saved my life. <laughs> but they could have put some branches and twigs on it and leaves and stuff. I know it, it was just a stump. Like, it was awful. <laughs> That ranks as one of the worst <laughs> costumes. So that's what Pip and Jane Baker do. They have that really kind of whimsical type of... Which I know, we'll have the tree safe here. But the production designers, like, what were they Could thinking? you see John Nathan Turner looking at that and saying, That looks great! Yeah, <laughs> I can see more of those. More, more, more of those living trees. trees. And then they have the, the, the two other guys carrying the doctor get turned into trees. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Um... That that whole gurney ride down the thing from with the, the Go, oh GoPro camera <laughs> was just unbearable. It was like what I want to know is how come the mine shaft was as big as the doctor when he was hanging by the chain, but also the TARDIS was just as big. You know how how why mm. why? <laughs> why I would have to watch it again. I, I was listening to it. Uh, yeah, well, they they it. throw the TARDIS yeah, down, yeah. and it's exactly the same size as the Doctor. One one of my favorite parts is when doc- the Sixth Doctor is a little fat. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, when the miners are coming back, they were miners, right? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were all like dirty, and grubby, and they come back for their baths, <laughs> and one of them like whips the other guy with a towel, and all of a sudden they just go nuts and start beating each other up because <laughs> the Ronnie took their sleep away. <laughs> And it all started with like a, a towel slap. <laughs> and they all become violent, which is an unfortunate side effect. <laughs> and then they, they turn over the fleet carts and run rampage through the village. Help some kid with 
hot potatoes. <laughs> I think oh, that whole oh, set was like some mining museum. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's called Blist Hill. Yeah, it's a it's like Sturbridge Village kind of. Yeah, it's a, it's a living history museum. Yeah. It's probably overpriced well, in this gift a shop. Story that Colin Baker always says at conventions. You know, oh, when he takes the dirt and he puts it on his face. Well, apparently he also grabs some dog shit and he oh. rubs it on his face. But they and they kept going because he wasn't able. They didn't allow him. They to couldn't make any cuts, cuts, and it was like in between takes, some dog had shite in the in the in the soot. And he's like, doot, doot. and I, oh, I never knew that. You know, now every time I look at that grin, he's got dirty face. I'm like, he's got dog shit on his face. He always tells the story at every convention. He says at every convention, I always sit there and laugh. And every time I watch it, I just have to, I just break out laughing because he's rubbing dog. Oh, he's got that smile. I'm ready for my bath. It's a good cosplay costume, too, if you use the real, real dog shit. You're in a hotel, and people are like, What's the most? <laughs> This is the most accurate cosplay you'll ever see. The <laughs> <laughs> <And> smell. <sighs> yeah, I, I really struggled to watch this as my good for you post show probably <laughs> you're a trooper because I was, you're a real trooper i finished the first because i had it in two parts what the way i downloaded it was yeah. in two parts and uh mm -hmm. and watching it and watching it and my 11 year old is like and i'm like muttering and swearing to myself this is so bad this is so terrible so why are you watching this i have to <laughs> it's homework it's homework <laughs> Well, that was also the season where they decided to make it into two yeah. 45 episode. 45 minute? 45 minute. Four, yeah, 45. 45 minute stories, which is what the show is now. Yeah. Yeah. They were thinking, John Nathan Turner's crazy thinking that Americans would put that on a primetime network show and put have room for commercials. Not Plus, gonna happen. the Davison Dalek episode was like that. It was of the Olympics, and so they put part one and two together as two forty-five minutes. But they broke it up later for repeats. Oh, and that's one of the other reasons why he got the idea, thinking, "Oh, that'd be great," and it yeah. didn't work back then. Yeah, like it does now. Okay, a couple things I want to say about Time and Rani. I think it's I... Mark of the Rani. Sorry, <laughs> We're not talking sorry, about you don't want to talk about <laughs> Mark of the Rani. I, I'm I'm envisioning um, orange wigs and <laughs> shoulder pads. For some reason, Extreme. anyway, <laughs> Mark of the Randy. Um, things that I liked about it: loved Ronnie's Tardis. Yes, it was a pretty Tardis. Loved the little like side table with the Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex uh, embryo, and when it gets knocked over, and you can clearly see like some little prop man behind like knocking it over because they're shaking the camera. <laughs> And then it starts to grow into a real T-Rex, and they're trapped in the TARDIS. I thought that was an awesome ending for them, because you don't know how they get out of that. Um, but maybe, obviously they do, because they appear in a few well, that's, episodes. Well, maybe use the tissue compression eliminator. Well, that's the, the T always the way with the master of the 80s. You always think he's dead, but then he shows up again, and you kind of just accept it. And the and the Ronnie There's when a lot of that in Doctor Who. The, the Ronnie when she looked like the the old haggard witch, you know that that was really good costuming. And then she throws that off, and she's got like pleather, black, leather, black pants leather pants, and like you know the and that cool top. I yeah. think she looked cool there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You look like a badass. Yeah. 
<laughs> what did you think of the Ronnie as a villain? Yeah. Um, compared to, like, I have a problem with some of the villains of the new series, and the Ronnie is a little bit different, I think. Yeah, it's like, she's not evil, she just has very no morality. Like, yeah, she, she's very single-minded. Yeah. Like, she just, she just uses science to achieve what she wants, and there's no, like, subjectivity, like, I want to wipe out this race of aliens because they laughed at my jokes or something like, you know, she's just doing it because she yeah, has she needed scientific this curiosity because her other science experiment failed on this other planet. So now she's going to come over here and do science experiments on humans to fix her failed science experiment on that yeah. planet. And it's not because she has it out for the humans. It's just because the human brain has what she needs. Or she wants, she wants a doctor dead, you know, even she, though the master she, has, did she say she no, 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 no. It's she, not because, oh, yeah. oh, it's not. But she does make reference about that, about why the master does that. She goes, you know, I don't want to be in your petty feud. It's no wonder why the doctor always out with you. You're always unhinged. And, yeah, and it's like, how many times has he had the opportunity to kill the doctor? And he, blows well, because he talks too much. I think he secretly has a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's. Well, it's a joke. I mean, the they talk. They, <laughs> I think that's a failing in pretty much any instance where there's a villain. You get the villain talking. The villain talks, yeah. and that gives you time to. I'm going to tell you now that you're escape, bound and restrained. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my whole plan so that when you escape, you can. You can foil it. You can Why don't you me. just kill him? Just put a bullet in him. You, you don't get it, Scott. You don't get it. Why was he disguised as a scarecrow? I don't know. Yeah. And how is he Who supposed to... Know? I mean, obviously the Doctor and Imperial are thrown off course. Obviously the Master did it. But how was he supposed to know that he's, they're going to be walking through that field while he's dressed as a scarecrow? Probably just an aesthetic thing. Um, I mean, I've seen some Hammer movies that were really cool where people like hidden as scarecrows. and um, What's it called? Uh, it's almost like it was Night Creatures. Has this guy? He's dressed as a scarecrow. There's like it's like the smugglers, and when he sees the red, you know, the British troops coming, he's just like. <clears throat> and for those of you who can't see what I just did, I'm just like moved my scarecrow body a little bit. <laughs> anyway, you're right though. I and, and scarecrow. Why him, not? I don't know. <laughs> and you see him in the village getting rid of the hay and throwing the hay on. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't have like a painted nose <laughs> or a painted nose, nose like yeah. like the guy from. Wizard of Oz. Or Wurzel Gumbridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, in retrospect, I didn't like it, but I like the, the Ronnie's TARDIS. I like the T-Rex. I liked her black leather pants. Um, I have listed here guest cast. And, one of the things and the towel fight. One of the, things I've always, one of the things I've always had trouble in this episode is the guest cast just seem to blend in to me. They all look the same, and I just... I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you what. There was like too many of them, and they're just like, there's one over here, and then there's this one, and there's this one. A couple of them were introduced very late in the episode, and mm -hmm. I, I didn't think it was really, you know, apart from the Ronnie, the Master, and the Doctor, and all the rest of them are kind of like, you know, just kind of running around. And yeah. Who's who, and is this a bad guy, and is this a good guy? I don't know. Who cares? And when I first heard the term sweet meat, I always, I always thought it meant maggots. Like, I didn't realize it was a real food. It's, uh, awful. <laughs> it's, oh, so but it doesn't really have maggots in it. No, but sweet, yeah. sweet meats are like kidneys and 
thyroid glands and thalamus glands. Those are sweet meats. Okay. In cooking. Maybe I'd rather eat maggots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of gross no matter which way you look at it. That's what the original mince meat was made out of. Not that sweet stuff we put in pies. Mm, I like the quality ingredients of spam. <laughs> so, anything else about this one? Kind of mediocre or bad? Or? Mediocre. Well, Perry got to play with the tissue compression eliminator and stuff like that. Yeah, she liked. Did that. she ever take that horrible, like no. yellow choking no, dress she off? Like, that's probably her worst costume. What? One of the most awkward scenes in this bothered me from when I saw Besides it. Besides the tree? No, well that, you know, it's like, okay, mm. you, you know. Um, the, the, the mines, oh, I, I, I can cut you off for one second. Yeah, the, okay. the mines look like, like silver painted frisbees with a calculator glued on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And they she did a really good job hiding in this by putting a bunch it's of like leaves. like put a couple leaves on them. <laughs> What's that pile of leaves over there? I don't know. Especially in that time period, like, what's this silver thing? <laughs> um, Don't step on it, Josh. <laughs> the uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. thing that really bugged you. Oh, I don't know how long the scene lasted. It seemed like ten minutes. It was probably only about two. Was the standoff with the dog? I mean, it was kind of oh, like you yeah. know, it was very like that was like the bit the biggest. It's like they had to have a tense moment, and they're like. Don't worry about the dog, and it's like, oh, it looks like it could bite, and and it it seemed to go on too long. It's like, what does this mean? Is is this dog really a creature? I mean, and it wasn't. The dog gets killed shortly afterwards. But was it a black lab? I was listening to it. It was some sort of thing. I I think (laughs) it was was a a big black dog. But I yeah. No, they were making it. It was like it seemed to go on too long. Like okay, they're making a big deal out of this one dog. And they were like stumped. It's like the doctor gets doesn't get stumped by anything, but now he's like, "Oh, we give up. We have to go back to Tars because oh, there's a dog. <laughs> can't go and can't break through that." <laughs> but and and then they they quickly got off of it. But it's it, it just bothered me. And it was, yeah, they um, did focus on the dog for quite a while. Yeah. The guy was like walking the gate with the dog, you know, guarding the gate with the dog, and the dog was snapping at people through the gate. And then the dog was lying in the doorway, keeping Perry and the doctor in that office, and. Yeah, well, I, I kept expecting the dog to turn into something. Or either that, or it's one of the crew's dogs, and they said, oh, I want, my, like, Jonathan Turner maybe wanted his dog to be on camera or something. Yeah. It's Dumorsh, or maybe it's Pip and Jane Baker's dog. Especially when Ooh. Perry's made comment at the beginning that it didn't look like they were feeding that dog very well, and I'm like, well, that dog's going to eat somebody. Who was yeah. the script editor at the time? Was it Eric, Eric Sayward? Yeah. He was probably like, and that was just, I slapped my forehead. He's probably just like, John Nathan Turner, oh, God. You want a dog in there for twenty minutes? Have a dog. Seat. I think I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> but he's the boss. Oh, he was. Is that is he that was, who the? He didn't get along with him. He was at the time. Yeah. Aaron Sayward is. You like, didn't invite him. John Nathan Turner was the producer. Yeah. yeah. And John Nathan Turner. He's he sort of like that era's. Um, Moffat. Moffat. <laughs> he was there for a long time. He was like the whole decade of the eighties. Mm-hmm. And he worked. You know, he came up through the the ranks yeah it's the only reason they canceled the show was like, like you got to keep doing this nobody else wanted to do it i guess so he uh, he kept doing it yeah otherwise it would have ended up in the davison era but who knows what could have happened if the bbc you know okay i get the whole star trek next generation production values looks great million dollars an episode all that and the BBC's like, oh, we can't compete with that. But, you know, Sylvester McCoy, I mean, even though it was shot on video, I still think some of the... 
I still think there would have been an opportunity to bridge the gap between that and the TV movie and the, the current series. I think it could have gone on a little bit longer, but the BBC was just, you know, they made up their minds, so it's nothing to do with what we're, the story. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about for this episode? No, I think I got my point across. Right. Leather pants, Ronnie's TARDIS. Perry was in it. She saw it. So. T Rex. <laughs> well, she is. She will. She looked like a yellow balloon in this. Or like yeah, but yeah, you know. I didn't. This was one of the worst. Worst costumes. Some of her other outfits are tight or skimpy or whatever, and that's a little bit better. Maybe, like in the two doctors. I read a review that said Perry's two best assets were completely covered. In this, in this episode, episode mm -hmm. they were. So that's why maybe you didn't. I never, I was never a big fan of the the spandex or the lycra tops with the bright pink neon pink cargo shorts. It's the eighties. Yeah. Never a big fan. Not very flattering. I mean, like most of Johnny Concerner's era costumes are horrible for mm -hmm. women. Some of them are okay, but by accident, like he probably like, oops, I, I should have made it tighter or something. Well, I think the Ronnie had a nice costume. And yeah, she did. Yeah. Everyone I mean, else, even as the old lady, she looked. Yeah, like, like an old lady. And the period characters, they they look great, but like Colin Baker just stood out like a sore thumb. Oh, God, and horrible. why didn't any of the townspeople be like, "He's a witch, burn him"? <laughs> 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 well, it was the 1800s. It wasn't the 1600s, so it wasn't quite that. Still. Because they were talking about the Luddites, which I did find kind of interesting. That yeah, yeah, that that helped my historical curiosity as a kid. I was like, ah. I want to know what a Luddite is. <laughs> that was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. That, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And now I have a way to insult people. <laughs> George Stevenson and all that. Yeah. 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 Faraday. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything more to say? No, no not really. It's it, one that we're, gotten, we're it's, missed on. I'm like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't like it as much as I remember liking it. I, I mean, I don't think I liked it a lot, but I don't remember what else was in that season, but... A lot of times I look at the season, and I thought that one was halfway decent, but... Well, Colin just gets a bad, Baker gets a bad rap because the, 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 that season, the show was a little bit more violent, and they got a lot of... that Mary Whitehouse goes after him. Yeah. If he, he had a if he had a better costume and a better character characterization, it might have... A better start, better. too, because this start in Twin Dilemma just, I think, turned a lot of people off. Yeah, I mean, after going from Caves of Ant and Drazani to Twin Dilemma, it's kind of like watching Return of the Jedi and then going straight to Phantom Menace, Menace, you know, and you're like, what? Um, one final thought. Um, the mark of the Ronnie. <laughs> the red dot thing? The red dot. I mean, it's like, like they, they, got a bit, they got a bingo stamp and they're like, I mean, it didn't look like there was no, like, scarring or, you know, like, it didn't look like... And I'm, some people had a small dot, and some people had a gigantic dot. Well, just two different size bingo stampers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Depending on how big you want to win. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, the dot's kind of like, okay, in one scene, it's on this side, and in another scene, it's on this side. Well, and I thought the marks were caused by the little things that the stethoscope yeah, things she was putting on her neck. That's too. And yeah. they were on both sides of the neck. Yeah. So why didn't they have marks on both sides of their necks? Why just on one? Why? <laughs> I know. Don't you have the answers for this, Cat? Damn, I have it written down here somewhere. <laughs> Cutbacks and makeup, they only had enough for enough one. Enough for one dollar. Oh, this bingo stamp thing is uh, empty. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Oh, the the, the the ladies, the lunch ladies needed for bingo tonight. So after the production. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you.